the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Now do it on your phone. Sustain. <laughs> ah, that's my line. Sustain. Nutrition. Chewing. Yeah. Bat. Podcast. Episode maybe 154, you know. 154, yeah, I thought so. Potentially, Joe. Our subject for today is time management. Oh, that's a sexy title. <laughs> maybe we'll change that one. Maybe well, when you when you get the hook, it might be slightly different to time management because that sounds dull as this one. Hey, I thought Jack. I'd get my I thought I'd get my personality across in the title. <laughs> time management. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Time management. Cheese and rice. Um, yeah, we're looking at, you know, our job, our, one of our roles, one of our key roles as coaches, isn't it, is overcoming barriers, barriers for people, whatever they may be, and helping them come up with solutions to those barriers so they can, funnily enough, overcome them, smash through them, stop them from holding them back. And time is a big one. You know, we work with a lot of busy mums, a lot of busy parents. So time can be an issue. For me, we were just talking before the podcast, obviously preparing our notes. <clears throat> I feel like I should be bashing some paper there. We did today. We did, kind of. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So the, so the question when someone says to me, like, time's my issue. I don't have time. Then I'll always ask, well, what do you think you need to be doing? Or what do you think you have to be doing to get the results that you want? And more often than not, it's like an all-in perfect solution i need to be hitting this amount of steps i need to be hitting this amount of workouts i need to be meditating prepping all my food growing it all organically in my allotment you know standing on my head for 42 hours doing this doing that and it's if time if you're time poor then you've got to look for shortcuts this is i'm just summing up the podcast already you've got to look for shortcuts (laughs) you've got to look for what you can do stop focusing all the stuff that you can't do i get it we were talking just then like when I've got Magnus uh, for like three days on my own, when Tanny's away for the weekend, it's hard. You can't get your foot turned. You can't even take a dump in peace without him, <laughs> you know, like asking where you are or coming in. It's tough, but there's still stuff that you can do. That doesn't mean that it totally derails me because I do what I can. And obviously that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Oh, you summarized it nicely. Good work. You're welcome. I'm going to be very quiet as a childless 32-year-old man. You got a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, God, my life is just absolutely packed. But so much of this stuff is what you make of it, isn't it? Because I've worked with a lot of people before who've said, you know, I've got no time, I'm super busy. And then later on in the coaching, they'll, be, they'll say things to the tune of, I was just doing things I didn't need to do. You know, I had this perception of who I am as an individual and, and people don't often you don't know this stuff at the start I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were going to see a relative who they didn't really like and they didn't really need to see because our actions will match our identity and we'll do these things subconsciously and so that's why 
for someone like probably for, for both of us, it's easier for me and you to go to the gym because it's a fundamental core of who we are, which is why we do what we do. And so that's why it's harder for other people when they come in because they've got different concepts of who they are and their actions will mirror up to that. So if you value yourself or one of your highest identities is being a mother or being a parent, then your actions will match that and you will spend possibly a disproportionate amount of time on that. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, you should cut that down to zero. But like James says, it's then balancing these things out. It's not all of your time or none of your time. And so often when we'll say to people, you know, what could you do? And people will then, rather than focusing on what they can do, they'll then tell a story or they'll then justify what's going on. Rather than we're actually going to change the sustained process because the question, what would you do in hindsight, is so rarely answered. You say to people, what would you do differently in hindsight? Say, well, you know, I was really busy and this happened and that happened. Like, that's not answering the question. And when it comes to time management, you always have to be focused on what that question is, which is how are you going to find a solution to this? What is a way to take a step forward? And like James says, it's not about being optimal. You don't have to cook everything from scratch and dice your own freshly grown onions. You know, you can just throw meat and sauce into a slow cooker. And it's, I think we'll try to, throughout this, intersperse some of the stuff that we do to save time and some of the mindset pieces as well. But I remember I used to, at 10 p.m., I'd fill two slow cookers in 20 minutes, which would be six, uh, six meals as a kilo of meat. So I would have 12 meals ready in just over 20, like 20 minutes of effort. And in the morning, I could portion it up. And having stuff like a rice cooker and frozen veg, all of this stuff makes it so much easier. You know, I, I've done trays of, I remember timing it once. It's like, how long is it taking me to do a tray of med veg? You know, four peppers, four onions, courgettes, cherry tomatoes. It's like half an hour. Like, what a waste of time this is. I can just put, you know, yes, it's nice. But if you're pushed for time, then you have to make sacrifices to the process. You can't have a time efficient, optimal process. In the same breath, you can't have delicious, easy, cheap, nutritious fat loss food there always has to be things that you trade off if you want delicious convenience you've got to pay for the premium if you want ease and low cost then you're probably going to have to to suffer in regards to the taste of the food you're not going to be able to have the gourmet options and so when it comes if your life is busy if your time is occupied then you aren't going to be able to have the optimal process you aren't going to be able to train once a day, five days a week. You aren't going to be able to have an hour to do that. You aren't going to have time to go to the gym. But like James says, what are the things that you can do? And so always when it comes to this stuff, you know, the, the top line on our notes, which we have done, says your attitude, problems or solutions. Is it the truth or is it your truth? And you've really got to get into the nitty gritty of what you're thinking. Because when you say I've got no time, you've got no time for what? You've got no time for a 15 minute session? You've got no time for a walk in the evening. Is that true? Or is that just what you're telling yourself? And very quickly, if you can, you know, if I've not pissed you off enough already, if you can not, let, if you can not feel criticized and recognize this for what it is, which is trying to improve and us trying to help you do better, then you'll be able to access those solutions. But it all starts with the way that you're looking at your problems. Right, I'll step in now as the parent. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> it's such a like it's such a get out of jail free card now that I have a kid because before when we wrote stuff about parents, sometimes we both get grief. I remember getting an email from someone where I said, slight tangent, get this off my chest. I said it's okay to say this is not a priority for me right now. And this 
lady came back. She went, oh, oh, you're not a parent, are you, James? You know, you don't understand. But I do understand that sometimes your kids have to take priorities. And that's understandable. You know, I'm not saying, I've said this on a few of the videos recently, about self-care. It's not about, like, leaving your newborn child who's got colic or something going, sorry, I'm going to the gym now. Like, that would be your priority. Got to get you know, my head class in. Yeah, you know what I mean? If your kid's sick, if your kid's sick, then that takes priority over your self-care. But anyway, on a slight tangent. So that would be the number one question is, what can I do? When you switch that frame of mind, that instead of going, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this and I can't do that, which is super negative and it's not helping you, what's the question that can help you? What can I do? What am I able to do? And that's the total switch between uh, a growth mindset and then a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset being like, this is just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't change anything. So the growth mindset going, right, what can I do? What can I change? And I think to caveat this, if we've not lost half the listeners already, this podcast is just going to be about questions. We're not saying, you know, like Joe's not saying, you should go out for a 15-minute walk. Because if you're a single parent, how are you going to do that? If you're uh, co-parenting, but then your partner's away with work or whatever, then you can't do that. But what can you do? Can you go and play in the back garden with, I don't know, a football, a hopper popper, hopper bopper, whatever they're called. I don't know, those things that you sit on and bounce around them. With the kids for 15 minutes. Like activity, exercise doesn't have to be in the gym, doesn't have to be steps. You can create an assault course and run around the house with your kids. What can you do would be like, the if you stop listening to the podcast now, take that question with you. What can I do? How can I make this easier? How can I nudge myself away towards my goals? And again, that, that question that I always ask on calls with people, what do you think you have to be doing? Because that's probably a story that you're telling yourself. It's everything. Okay, this is what I think I can be doing. I have to be doing. But what can I do? Because those small little, again, it's that, right, if I think about what can I or what do I have to do, that's 100 miles an hour. Can I trundle along at 30 miles an hour? Because 30 miles an hour is 30 times more than zero, Joe. It's a lot better than slamming it in reverse and gaining weight, isn't it? Exactly. I'm just going, well, I can't do 100, so then what's the point? Like, Because I'll get there eventually. I'll get there slower at 30 miles an hour, but I'm still making progress. And then eventually when I get more time, then I can open up that road and I can push on the accelerator and I can go a little bit harder. But... First thing would be, yeah, what 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 can you do? Over you, to you, Joe. You said something good there about, and I, I had a little smi- sly smirk, and I'll tell you why in a sec, because you said about asking yourself good questions. And basically, as somebody I know, I set them up with this because they said to me, you know, I've just got no time to do, might have been cooking. And then we were talking about <clears throat> something on Netflix, and they said, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to set you up here then. I was like, how many episodes have you seen? Like, oh, I've seen six of the episodes so far. Like, oh, in my head, I was like, well, that's interesting because that was released two weeks ago. So you found six hours out of somewhere, haven't you? And I understand that you need downtime and that you need to not be on the go every minute of every day. But in the same breath, where's your time going? Because me and you have been, well, maybe not you, but me, I've definitely been guilty of this with sustain and going, God, I'm so busy. And then looking back and going, what have I actually done? And it, one of the a really interesting um I don't know if you've heard this before from Tony Robbins, is to work on what's important, not what's uh, urgent. So very often for me, like if an email comes in, I want to respond to it, or there are, there are tasks that I gravitate towards doing that feel more urgent. 
but they're not necessarily that important in moving the business forwards. And so for me to leave those urgent, and I'm putting air quotes on it because they're not as urgent as I think, and to focus on the important tasks is really key. And when it comes to the time management piece and thinking about the ladies that I've worked with who've had these uh, realizations, it's often it comes down to cleaning. It comes down to some of those key areas where they're spending quite a lot of their time. People emptying dishwashers and emptying washing machines and all the, and I understand it has to be done, but in the same breath as it has to be done in the middle of the day or just, you know, people doing these things three, four, t- this is when somebody tracked their time, they're like, oh my God, I've spent an hour and a half in the day emptying the washing machine and hanging the washing out. Like I could just put the dryer on, you know, and suddenly it frees up all this time. And then people are then able to, once they're tracking where their time goes, you know, open up your phone and see how much time you spend on your different apps. Because very often when people will say, I've got no time, it's bleeding away. You know, people have no idea where their time goes. And so recognizing where you're putting your time onto what tasks and whether you've got the right balance or not. And the same with anything, you know, the, the example you always use of if you want to work out where your money's going, you look at your bank statements or you start tracking. And so there are ways that you can do this, whether that be through checking your phone or just tracking your time for a day or two. It might reveal things that you didn't realize were the case, or maybe you're not spending uh, an appropriate amount of time on some of the tasks that you think are important to you. And just having some awareness around that can help you to make better decisions. Just to speak on that, to try and dig us out of this again. Um, Like Joe said, you know, we're not saying, right, any spare time that you have needs to be focused on optimal fat loss. Well, you found six hours to watch that thing, so then you've got six hours to prep and work out. You know, we're not bloody 19-year-old PTs who their entire life is eating out of Tupperware and doing this doing this, and going, like, why, why can't you find time? You've, got, you've only got three kids. Joe, you are not 19. He's pointing himself. <laughs> you are way beyond 19, mate. You, you could have a 19-year-old by now. I'm nearly two 19-year-olds altogether now. <laughs> I could have grandkids. That's the scariest thing. Um, anyway, yes, we're not saying that. But again, it goes back to that question. What can I do? What do I feel I have to be doing? Because if, like you said, that client's watched six hours of Netflix within a two-week period. It wasn't even a client. It was a family friend that I set up. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> poor, poor Chrissy. <laughs> it's, well, could you have taken 30 minutes out of those six hours to fill that slow cooker to, you know, cook some meatballs and some pasta sauce and some veg and some pasta. Again, it's looking at what you feel you need to do. Like people go like, oh, I don't have time to prep. Like, well, what are you prepping? If you're going, you know, a la body coach and you're doing three different meals every single day, seven days a week, you're making 21 different meals with 15 different snacks. Yeah, that's going to take hours. If you're, you know, easily pleased like me, we're just talking. On Sunday, I cooked a Sunday dinner. Whilst I was doing that, I did my meal prep and I got 24 turkey meatballs from Asda, got two tins of tomatoes, I got <laughs> some chopped onions because I freaking hate chopping onions. I got some lazy garlic, you know, I made a, a tomato sauce, I cooked some pasta, I cooked some uh, Mediterranean veg, pre-cut, I'm not going to lie to you, because it's all going in the oven with my roast chicken and potatoes. So it literally took, let's say, 20 minutes for me to prep five meals that's me for the week done that's my lunches 
and then I'll make some protein pancakes with some berries, and I'm done. Again, it's really friction-free. I'm not going, right, well, on Monday I'm going to have this, and Tuesday I'm going to have that, and Thursday I'm going to have this. It's just like I'm going to eat the same thing every single day for four days. It, would I rather be in smash burgers and something fancy? I would, but I've eaten that three times already this week, and I just don't care. It served its purpose, and it was easy. There's a real mindset piece in there because – as anyone who's been anywhere near sustain over the past few months will, be, will, will have heard that I've lost between a stone and a stone and a half in the last... I can't wait months. for you to put this back on. <laughs> I, go to, <laughs> I go to America for two weeks and I can't get most of that back on. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Well, we'll see, won't we? And one of the key things that's worked, that's had a big difference for me is, is just settling down into a routine of eating. I mean, you, know, you know me from the, the past of this. Bolognese, chicken curry, Thai chicken curry. Because busy bolognese. they're so easy, it's all relatively lean stuff, lots of veggies. And do I want to eat bolognese three, four meals a week, every week? Not really. But what does that give me? It gives me ease, it gives me lack of thought, it gives me more time. When I, I often look at the meal and go, I don't really want to eat this. And if you've done my mindset training, you recognize where this comes from. It's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. Because as soon as I start eating that meal, I go, it's not too bad. And then I finish it and go, I'm really glad I did that. And then when I get on the scales and I look back now and go, God, I've managed to lose a stone and a half in four months and it's been pretty easy. Happy days. I'll keep eating bolognese. And so often people get off put because, they, again, they want everything. They want the ease. They want the time management. They want the big results. But they don't want to have to eat the same meal once every four days. Like something's got to give here. You've got to have one of those discomforts. And if your issue is time, then eating similar meals is the, is the easiest way around this. Because like you said, with the body coach thing, how many people are still eating the body coach way? Not many, because it's just too hard for most people, especially not many in our, you know, in our clientele, because obviously because they're following what we do. But just having that ability to suffer a bit of monotony, and I'm putting suffer in air quotes, because it's just not, it's not that bad. This is, it's the same as when you think, Oh, I can't really be asked getting up early to go on holiday. And then you always go, that was really worth it. No one has ever lost weight with us and gone, do you know what? I really wish I hadn't eaten uh, bolognese three days a week because it was just so boring. And the results just haven't been worth the effort. All of this is just a thought in your mind. It's just an expectation that you can have easy, delicious, varied food with no time effort and easy weight loss. It's just cooked up in the media. It doesn't exist. You have to have... Something has to suffer. And if you're struggling with time, then variety in food is probably going to be the easiest thing for you to sacrifice. And if you make nice food, and bolognese is delicious, well, my bolognese is, then life will get easier. You know, and having just some different sources, having a Thai red, a Thai green, a korma, a balti, and suddenly you've got four variants of chicken curry. And if you, go, if you hear that and go, oh, that wouldn't be very enough for me, try it. Just give it a go for a week and see what happens. And if you lose weight, ask yourself if it was worth it. Like James said at the start, ask better questions. Ask yourself if it was worth it. Because in my experience with clients, it always is. You know, never do people look back and go, that wasn't worth the effort. And I, I understand that. You know, everyone wants every meal to be like an absolute taste sensation, gourmet experience. It doesn't have to be. Um, again, I'll use the same old lines. If someone put a gun to my head and said, James, what did you eat for lunch three weeks ago last Tuesday? I would not have a clue. I would 
I just like, oh, you're just gonna have to pull the trigger. I'm done. I'm out. I got a Scooby Doo. Oh no, hang on. It was. Oh. He's probably protein and veg and some sorts of carbohydrate. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then you go. What? What's the last meal that you remember having? That you really remember having? That really remember enjoying? Then it's the meal that we went out. 10th of February. Tiny surprised me. Got Mags and babysitter. We went instead of my mum and dad's sleepover. We went for some Thai food. I can tell you exactly what I had. It was delicious. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Food just comes and goes. It serves a purpose. And before it, before you're eating it, you're like, I really want to eat this and eat that. And then afterwards, you're just like, eh, I'm full now. Those sensations have completely gone, or those desires have gone because it's served its purpose. And that's what I'll feel when I eat my turkey meatballs, my veg, and my pasta today. I'm just like, I was hungry. That was fine. You know, it wasn't disgusting. It's kind of, I've eaten some crap food before. Um, so, yeah, like you said, is what's the alternative? If you're really time poor, then yeah, something's got to give. There's a trade off, and it's going to be monotony. It's going to be you cooking a kilo of chili. It's going to be you cooking a kilo of bolognese. It's going to be you cooking a kilo of uh, a curry or something like that. And some rice. Whether you use microwave rice or whatever, or stir-fried veg, again, looking for shortcuts. Time pour in an evening. Again, I use this example all the time. There's a lady I was speaking to, and she's like, oh, I always do like this monster, like 14-hour shift on a Tuesday, and I'm absolutely knackered. And she ended up getting a takeaway. I think I checked in with her like a week or two weeks later to see how she was getting on. So it offered some help. It's like, yeah, I got a takeaway. Well, what was the meal that you had planned? A lasagna. Why would you plan a lasagna on the longest day that you've got? Why didn't you get like for salmon or prawns stir fry with some microwave rice or salmon and prawns with couscous and roasted veg or something like super duper easy that takes 10 minutes? Again, it's removing friction. But what's the alternative if you don't do that? If you don't eat boring meals or quick meals or meals that are less than ideal? McDonald's? you know a, a local takeaway uber eats what you're going to get so it comes down to again solutions to problems what you prepared to do and just a quick one joe were you talking again about that not your client but your family friend which obviously you won't get a christmas card from this year about that kind of calling out like it's a short-term fix this is a short-term thing we're not saying that you never want to watch Netflix a day because every spare minute is going to be used with prepping and thing. It's to get you to a certain place, and then you can ease off the gas a little bit. You know, you'll be able to go back and do those things once you've built up those habits, and once you've lost the weight, and once you've got healthier, and once you've you know got a better mindset. It's not always like a permanent. This is you for the rest of your life. We're about building a sustainable you know <laughs> lifestyle. Thank you for that sustainable lifestyle. Forget right. we did a podcast. <laughs> Anyway, um, there's things that you're going to do right now that you won't have to do forever. But, yeah, I think, you know, the next one you've, I see on the notes is is exercise. Again, what can you do? So, like, for me, I hope Tanya's not going to listen to this. I like to train five, I'd say normally six days a week. Now, I don't have to do that. I definitely don't have to do that. That's more for my <laughs> mental health than anything. I could definitely get away with kind of doing four workouts a week. But obviously, like I said, on a, on a Saturday, there's no chance of me getting to the gym. So what can I do? Well, I've got a kettlebell. So I can do a little kettlebell workout at home if I need to. I can just be more active with Magnus. Like he loves doing his little kids yoga, his kids like workout things. I get involved with him doing that. You have to kick sharks and do ninja training and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's fun. He enjoys it. It's setting a good example for him because he's showing that exercise is part of day-to-day life. I could just run around with him because if it's nice weather, we can go to the park. 
if it's not nice weather, we can stay in the house and we can do stuff like that. Like little YouTube work. Again, it doesn't have to be optimal. What can you do? Right. Well, I bought him some little one kilogram dumbbells and I've got some 20k dumbbells and we can do a little workout like that. Again, what, what can you do? Is it going to the gym? No. Is it going to be great for my strength? No. Is it some activity that's keeping me moving? Yes. It's something that I can do in that time. I think when we talk about um, the exercise piece and trying to work things in, is very often people will say, I've just got no time. I work 12-hour shifts. And again, I'm going to be careful on my eggshells here. But what, when are your days off? Because very often it's focusing on, you know, I'm not expecting people on 12-hour shifts to do exercise on those days. My, my expectation at some point is if you want to get better, or my suggestion, if you want to get better results, is that you have to use the time that you have available to you. I remember going to the gym once on like a Sunday afternoon and thinking, I bet it's dead. I never go to the gym on, afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon because, you know, it's, that's the time that you don't, do, you don't go and do a workout. It was packed. It was like a Monday evening because there are a lot of people in there who that must have been their only time. That was, oh, that was one of their, their optimal times to go to the gym because they had more freedom. And it was really surprised me and made me realize that a lot of my perceptions around this stuff were completely off. And there were a lot of people who were finding solutions to that problem who had either questioned that inner story or never had that inner story in the first place. And so it's making sure that you do use the time off that you have. And I think <clears throat> to go back to the person that I, as I said before, you know, I kind of tripped up is that the suggestion isn't that, oh, you've got six hours to watch Netflix. You should be doing six hours of food prep. Is that if someone says to me, I've got no time to do any meal prep, then they've watched six hours of TV. Well, maybe they could have done five hours of Netflix and done an hour with it on their iPad while they did some meal prep. Is that <clears throat> you've just got to be aware of, of these things. And there, there are ways to, that's your truth, that you've not got no time. That's not the truth. And it's being very careful about managing your time and taking that ownership of it and finding solutions to problems, you know, because there are ways of doing this. And I think all the things that you've said so far are ways to make things slightly easier. And if you're not doing those things, you know, for, for whatever reason, oh, you know, I don't like slow cookers. You, know, you just have to keep trying these things. It's like when someone says, oh, I was injured. I went to see a physio, but it didn't help. Who do you see after that? No one. Okay, so who's suffering now then? Because that physio didn't help you. They're not suffering. You're the one with the bad knee or the bad shoulder. Go see someone else. You know, you, you are responsible for your body. Yes, that person should have helped you better. But you need to find the solutions that are going to help you here. And whether that is managing time on your days off, whether that is slow cooking, using a slow cooker, not cooking things slowly, using a slow <laughs> cooker, batch cooking, finding those easier options, you know, the things that you said there, um, quite a few places now that have the diced and marinated meats with the chopped veggies that you can just throw in a pan and then have like you say with it with a rice sachet and there's so many little ways of helping that you just have to make those extra efforts i mentioned the, the other day i went out for a run and i came home and i got back and i was i wasn't starving i was very hungry and there was like 50 grams of sweets in the drawer and so i ate them really quickly and i was like oh, knackers shouldn't have done that right how can i do this differently next time Okay, what I'll do is I'll go buy a roast chicken and I'll buy some rice sachets. Cook the roast chicken, box it up into four Tupperwares. Now, two weeks later, I'm just over, I'm at three quarters of the way through it. Because now I know I get some chicken out. So we've always got some in the fridge. And then when I come home and I'm absolutely ravenous, I'll have half a rice sachet, some veggies, some hot sauce and some chicken. And I've not picked it sweet since. Because I found an easy, quick solution. Because when I come home from a run, I don't want to go back out to the shop. I don't want to cook anything. It has to be quick. 
you know, that's, that's my, it's not that I don't have the time. It's that I don't have the mental capacity by that point, you know, the willpower or whatever term you look for, or maybe I do, but it's much easier if that stuff's there ready mm. to go. And so that's, you know, again, that solutions to problems attitude is it, I made that mistake once and I haven't done it since. And it's how quickly you're going to learn from these things. And it's very easy to, to listen to stuff like this and be like, well, it doesn't work for me or I can't do that. Or maybe I'll, I'll try this one thing that's really easy. Like the more of this that you adopt, the more changes that you make, the better your life will be. And the, the more, and I understand again, that that idea of, oh, I can't change everything at once. But push yourself a little bit, challenge yourself, go outside of your comfort zone. You know, take on some of the things that we've said today, whatever's resonated most, wherever you feel like you're, you're losing the most time, then try that and see what happens. Yeah, challenge those thoughts, and which is what you're doing with that. I presume it's a lady. Um, ask about the Netflix. It's not like calling someone out as such, like going, uh, bollocks, you just said you've watched six hours. It's like, do you really, are you sure you really don't have time? Because you just said that you watched six hours of this. Because again, we talk about this quite a bit. Like you tell yourself these stories and these stories you believe, and then your behavior and your habits and your choices conform to those beliefs. I don't have time. There's nothing I could do. And you're like, well, actually, yeah, I'm kind of telling myself a bit of a lie here because I could do this and I could do that. And again, that's when we get to that open mindset. That's when change happens is when you realize, oh, there are things that I can do. I could be, you know, take the kids to kick around the, the football on the field for an hour and, and get a ton of steps in. I could do this, you know, oh, well, you know, another favorite of mine is, I don't have time to exercise because I'm taking the kids here and there to their sports and football. Okay, well, could you walk around the pitch instead of standing in one spot? You know, could you do this? Like when you're, instead of waiting in the car outside or instead of, you know, I had a client who their kids would climb, go to the climbing wall and she'd take a chair and she'd just sit there. Okay, well, could you do something with that time? Do you need to be there watching them? Again, if you do, maybe get involved with them. Could you do climbing? You know, again, it's what can I do? Let's look for some solutions to to these problems. What can I do to be more active if that's my goal? What can I what shortcuts can I take with meals? Again, don't plan a lasagna if you're time poor. Go for again my my quick cook foods, steak, salmon, prawns, stir fry veg, microwave rice, microwave potatoes, um, couscous. You know, anything like that, you're going to have a meal in 10 minutes. A, a, a tasty, nutritious meal. You know, throw a sauce in there. <gasps> what a packet of sauce is processed. Yes, get over yourself. That's not your biggest obstacle. Didn't bring biggest obstacle party, is, is yeah, your biggest obstacle is time, not because you've eaten a sweet and sour sauce out of a sachet. The biggest obstacle is because... Unless you're, you, unless you're snacking on sweet and sour sauces, in which case that might be a biggest problem. Yeah, you're drinking them. Because the reason is, the obstacle is, because you've not gone for that solution, you've then gone for sweet and sour chicken balls from the takeaway with fried rice and prawn crackers to use as a spoon. You know, sounds delicious. Look at that, Joe's little eyes lit up. Like, what? I've got to go now. <laughs> An edible spoon? <laughs> um, yeah, that... Not, we're not looking for perfect solutions. We're looking for what can you do? Looking said it about for, a million times. For, for there's a... The Tony Robbins phrase of canny, constant and never-ending improvement. And the the idea then, like you said, of, of going for a walk instead of sitting and watching your kids in the climbing frame, you know, the next progression from that, like there's a lot of people I know who take lots of steps, who have to walk, right? And that eats into their time. Get a sack of spuds and put them in your backpack. 
two and a half kilos, five kilos, buy a backpack. You know, you can get one from the charity shop. This is something, you know, or put some things of milk in it or, or uh, you know, um, two liters. Something I think what I've got, we've got like two liters of diet fizzy pop. Put two of those in your backpack. Make sure you don't go for a run. But those <laughs> things, like an extra few kilos on your back will give you a few more calories to burn. And it's if that's the best that you can do, then do that. But have that attitude of looking for things to improve upon. You know, I, I tie back into the question that's part of our check-in is, you know, what would you do differently in hindsight? And people are not giving anything, you know, and then there's a week where there's loads of high calorie food or not even loads, but say 10 things. And the question is, is there anything you do differently in hindsight? And people say, no, like you wouldn't take out one biscuit or you wouldn't have one G&T instead of a glass of wine, or you wouldn't put, you know, uh, five kilos of potatoes or two and a half kilos of potatoes in your backpack when you go for a walk. Because all of those things are ways to improve. <clears throat> and so often people are, like you say, they're looking for that all or nothing. This isn't perfect. This isn't optimal. And then they miss out on all these little improvements they could make, which would then be enough for them to lose weight. And, and that's almost the crux of where a lot of people go wrong because the things that they think won't make a difference are the things that if they did would make the difference. And so you have to be looking for those small areas and not just justifying your decisions. And the reason we started with the podcast with the idea of, you know, your attitude is the biggest problem here. It's nothing in here that is going to have, that is going to help you if you, if, you're, if you totally believe you've got no time. And if you come in with that attitude of, I just don't have the time, but we are not going to be able to help you. You have to have that willingness to look at what's going on in your life and find ways to improve. You know, the, as with everything with Sustain, that the ownership is on you. Like we can present you with new ideas but you have to be willing to listen to them and, and engage in the process if you want to get something from it. What are you laughing about? <laughs> you go, your attitude is the problem. <laughs> no, um, I don't to, if we were much bigger, I would quite like that to be like on page four of the Daily Mail. Your attitude is the problem here. But Maybe well, the, your outlook, uh, and again, mm-hmm. I, I, pre- I appreciate we are repeating a lot of stuff here. But that, like, oh, I don't have time. Don't have time for what? What do you have time for? There you go. There's a podcast summed up. What don't you have time for? What do you have time for? Because less focus on what you do have time for. Uh, and marginal gains, compound effects, 1%. 1%, that's all we want to improve on. Again, improvement, not perfection, because I could go on a real rant about this, like all or nothing idea, like people want an optimal. Like people don't do optimal, even when they've got loads of time. You know, we were saying just before the podcast, like if people were truly all or nothing, and it has to be perfect. Like you would be training like an Olympic athlete. Like most training- professional most professional athletes aren't off, aren't optimal because most no. professional athletes will drink alcohol at some point in the year. Yeah, like, like and even most Olympic athletes will. You'd be really hard pushed to find someone who will. You know, it makes me think of the the rowing thing of does it make the boat go faster? Yeah. How many professional athletes will honestly base all of their decisions around that? Not that many. So if they aren't all or nothing then me, you, all of our clients, everyone in Sustain is n- not going to be all or nothing because they have jobs, careers, you know, things that are more important to them than their weight and the way they look and the way they perform in an athletic performance. Sorry, just thought I'd dive in there. No, that's all right. Yeah, I'd love that, that kind of the, the willingness to make the boat go faster. Um, it's a great bit of leverage. But just looking for those shortcuts, what can you do? And again, you know, this often for in fact, I have, had this conversation with the client this week. I was just really busy last week, so I've not logged any of my food. Surprise, surprise. And this has not been negative. Joe screwed his face up. I know. 
she's gained like two pounds in a week because she's not been logging. Because what happens when you don't log? Generally, you get a lot of crap. You just don't want to admit it. Um, is how long does it take to log your food? Now, our logging system is super simple. It's like sending a text message to yourself. You write down, add protein pancakes, berries, and a high-protein yogurt. Sent. Done. That's it. It's over. How long does that take? It's going to take me about three minutes a day, maximum, if I'm texting like I'm a really old man, which I am. Don't use emojis. Can't do it. Too old. <laughs> I feel kind of wrong. That's why I don't like using TikTok. Um Question that, again, what don't I have time for? Because even when you're really time poor, so the thing about, where's Joe gone? Are you there still? I'm there. All right, your screen disappeared. Is this whole time thing is, you're still going to be eating food. No one's so busy that they don't eat for an entire week. So there's still going to be some improvements to make. Now, whether that's picking a lower calorie, higher protein sandwich for your meal deal, there's still some improvements that you can make. Again, it's just those 1%. Going for a diet cock instead of a, oh, I nearly said full fat, I hate that, a full sugar cook. You know, I'm not going to, no, I was going to say, pick, oh, I'll say it now because I've said it. Picking a double decker over a, a whisper because double deckers are actually lowering calories. It's the nougat. There you go. There's my top chocolate swap for you. These aren't great swaps, but they're still the, <laughs> still the 1%. I'm not advising people do that. The 1% is you know, there's still improvements you can make no matter what you're doing because I guarantee no matter how busy you are, you're still eating food. So whether that is picking something different from the takeaway, whether that's picking, making a different choice at Subway, there's still some improvements to be made. Whether it's going for the chicken wrap instead of the Big Mac, there's improvements to be made that don't cost you any time yeah. because that decision needs to be made. Right, we're getting a takeaway. Okay, let me have a look. Right, I'm going to have boiled rice instead of fried rice. Right, I'm not going to go for something that's deep fried in batter. I'm going to go for chicken and black bean sauce with peppers. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've ordered Chinese food. There's improvements to be made. Again, what can you do instead of, well, I can't do this. Perfect. Still there. <laughs> Still yeah. talking. So I think that to sum up, that would be it. What can you do? focus on what you can what you can do what can i do what can i do to help with this what can i do to improve just one percent can i get more steps in my plane with the kids instead of going right well i can't do anything could i try and eat the same meal four days a week and again if you don't want to do that then again get two slow cookers and i think just to go back to what you said i think the very definition of a slow cooker is to cook slowly joe but but I wasn't. I, it was like a ghost, though. Like I'm not saying, spend 25 <laughs> minutes chopping your onions just because it's slow cooking. I'm not. I'm not an expert. Um, yeah. Again, focus on what you can do, and, and and we appreciate that people are time poor, but that doesn't mean you don't do nothing, or you you have got the ability to do nothing. There's still the ability to make those one percent improvements because that's going to be an improvement in six months' time on where you're at right now. Why would you not want that? And there's other, you know, the, the piece for me is also to analyze where your time is going because I know what James is saying there is spot on in that you can manage the time that you do have better, but you can also probably find more pockets of time if you start to look at it. You know, and that's yeah. what I was getting at with the the Netflix comment was the idea of we're often not as busy as we think. So, if, so you have to kind of do both sides of that coin in order to to give yourself more time and to get more out of the process. Check check your stories. See if it's actually true what you're saying.
because like you said, if you go like, I've got no time, and then you log it, you go like, actually, uh, four hours spare each day. Like, then there's probably something we could do those four hours. And again, not saying abandon your kids and go to the gym. Don't abandon your kids and go for a spa weekend. But play with them. Do something. But it's not going to be four hours, is it? But if you can carve out 15 minutes, then you've got enough time to prep, prep some food. Yeah. And suddenly that task that you thought was impossible, you know, and you're not having to, like, you know, four, four hours is not the best example, but you don't need it. Like the Netflix example I gave, I'm not suggesting that you sacrifice six hours. I'm suggesting that you find 15 to 20 minutes for these tasks. Like that time is for 90% of people listening to this. If not more, that time is there. You've got to find it. It's your job to do that. And also on a end note, conscious we're coming to an end now, we're wrapping up is the getting healthier, getting fitter, eating better, losing weight. It's all inconvenient. It's all a pain. Takes up time, takes up thought, takes up energy. But you have to make the payoff worth it. So if this inconvenience of not watching one more episode on Netflix or whatever. You know, that's a real kind of easy example, isn't it? Of of this inconvenience of thinking about a little bit more about what you're going to eat, or this inconvenience of eating the same meal five days for your lunch. That if the payoff is worth it, your confidence is up, your self-esteem's up, your energy's up, you're showing up for your kids like you want to. You know, you can get up and you know, you can walk up and down the stairs without getting out of breath. You feel sexier, you feel uh like you want to be more sociable, you get involved with your friends more, you feel like you can do these activities that you want to be able to do. That's worth eating the same meal five times. Yeah. That's worth giving up 15 minutes of your time to load up a slow cooker. You know, that's worth taking the kids to the park a couple of days a week or you know, doing something. Again, it's you've got to stack it up. It's got to be worth that inconvenience because it's more convenient to sit on the couch and do nothing. It's more convenient to eat a takeaway and not do any cooking or any washing up. It's more convenient to not try and carve time out. But the payoff's got to be worth it. If you can stack up this huge payoff, and that's why we're so keen on the emotive goal setting. That's why we're so keen on looking at the purpose. Who benefits from this? Who's suffering right now because you're not doing it because you're not where you want to be? Then you're like, right, now I've got some urgency to do it. Which again, this is all stuff that I quite happily do. I feel it's a bit of a superpower for me is finding people's purpose. It's what we do on the 15-minute discovery calls. Give those out. They're not pitches. The back and forward conversations. If you want one, then just get in contact with us somehow via Instagram, via Facebook, via our emails, via our personal accounts, via the group. I will quite happily sit down for 15, it's not longer than 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes and have a chat and dig this out for you because it's just such a great tool for getting unstoppable focus and motivation. It's figuring out your purpose. I've gone on a bit of a tangent there, I know. Well, it was a nice sign off. I liked it. Yeah, it's worth it. So, don't forget to join our private support. God, put my teeth in, my massive teeth. Join our private support group if you're not already a member in there. There's tons of free content in there, tons of free resources, courses, podcasts, downloads, everything. And then again, if you want to jump on a call, a no-pitch call, then I'm quite happy to do that as well. I would love to talk to you. And you can find us anywhere and just drop us a message and we can get you booked in. Anything to add, Joe? No, mate, all good. I think you said everything you could possibly wish to say there, so... I'm very hungry, but I'm very busy. Good job, I've got my breakfast already prepped. Right, thanks as always for listening. Good night, God bless. <laughs>